Hey everyone, this is Brian Wampler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, the podcast about guitars, amps, effects, as well as a healthy dose of interesting off-topic discussions. Joining me today again is Blake Wyland from the guitar-centered podcast called The Tone Mob. Today we discuss new blues driver mods available, hand-wired pedals looking completely awesome, and Blake's making a cookbook for gear nerds like me. Let's jump into it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Hello out there, you crazy, beautiful, tone-chasing weirdos. How you doing? I bet you're probably sitting there right now in your house, just thinking to yourself, why am I listening to yet another podcast? <laughs> and why is it this one? Right. Why, why how did, did I, I put myself through this? How did I get here? Why am I listening to these guys? And you know what? We don't have the answer. We don't know why you are either. So, but thank you. And here we are. We're going to pour some more nonsense into your ears. It's what we do best. Yes, we do. And speaking of nonsense, um, I hear Blake Wyland is uh, contemplating a little cookbook action. <laughs> it was suggested to me. I I don't post it on the on my feed, the Instagram feed all that often, but I post in the stories fairly often of my, my food travels as well as my tonal travels. Um, by travels, I mean my backyard, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, from my garage to my house. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, I really, I don't know. I like, I like smoking various meats and, uh, making things. And we talk about it a lot in the tone mob Facebook group, uh, we talk about pizza, obviously, quite a bit, but there's, you know, I've been trying to uh, steer the conversation into other foods as well, because I, I know it's hard to believe, but pizza is not the only thing that I like. I like lots of different things. And so we've been talking about uh, grilling a little bit in there, along with pedals and stuff. And uh, anyway, it was suggested to me by a couple of people that like, why don't you why don't you write a cookbook? And I was like. I never, ever considered that. But when I really think about it, my family does have a lot of, you know, not necessarily like entirely brand new ideas, but like unique spins on certain recipes and things. And I don't know. It might be fun. We're in a lockdown. Why not? Everybody's cooking at home. Might be fun. I'm, the, so I'm, I'm thinking about it. I actually think that this is a perfect opportunity to do it. And, and here's why. Because it's a micro niche, right? It's you, you already have a listener base, right? Mm -hmm. And you already, and that listener base is made up of people that like guitar stuff. And they also, you guys talk a lot about food, you know, do. I mean, for yes. better or for worse, you, you just do and people like it. They enjoy getting in those conversations. So why not build on that and make a cookbook? You I, know? yeah, I think it's a good idea. I just never, it's not ever something I ever dreamed of doing, um, but I think it could be fun. I just have to I actually have to open a few cookbooks to see <laughs> how they're built because I don't uh, I don't spend a lot of time reading cookbooks. I kind of just uh, I'll find recipes online and generally give them a pretty good tweak or two to my specific tastes, and that uh, usually involves making them hotter and uh, adding double the amount of meat <laughs> as, <laughs> as whatever they're they're asking for, but. Um, You're going to be competing no. with Keeley hardcore, though, if Robert, if Robert <laughs> ever decides to uh, to release his cookbook. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can compete with that guy, but might might want to get him on board. Maybe have a special section, you know? Ooh, pedal builders recipes. There you go. <laughs> that there would be go. kind of fun. <laughs> my 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 recipe would be like, well, first of all, you take the hamburger helper, and you <laughs> mm-hmm. you add a little bit of garlic to it, a little bit of cumin. And then you call it a day and sl- slop a bunch of cheese on top of it. And, <laughs> and that that's it. That, 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 that's, that's the recipe. <laughs> well, I mean, it works for a reason. I'm just saying, you know, it ain't, it ain't the, worst, the worst thing in the world. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we've tried to, you know, as much as I like to talk about pizza and all this other stuff, uh, we actually, you know, we've been trying to eat better in the last uh, year and we've been incorporating a, incorporating a lot of air fryer stuff. And, uh, you know, eating some, uh, yeah, we, we, there's ways to eat healthy that are actually really delicious is what I'm coming to find out. So, um, yeah. So we just, my wife just actually brought a, um, air fryer home. This, so this will tell you how stupid I am to the whole thing. I didn't even know it was a thing. Didn't know what it was. She was like, she was trying to explain it to me and I was telling her, I'm like, what do you, what do you even talk? How do you deep fry something without grease? That makes no sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's like trying to play guitar without strings, you know, <laughs> I mean, t- for what it's worth, it's not like if I was going to be like, these are the world's best fish and chips. They're like, no, they're, they're not. You got to deep fry those things. But but you can do some pretty good stuff in there. And then in fact, uh, you get like some skin on uh, chicken wings, you know, and we got a way to make them uh, now that like if you didn't tell me that they weren't deep fried i might not know it's pretty crazy really uh, yeah not everything's like that but some things you can get pretty close it's pretty it's pretty cool what happens if you take hamburger helper here and put it through the deep fryer because that's basically (laughs) my main dish hamburger helper i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea what would happen if you hamburger helpered in the air fryer, I don't know how well it would work. <laughs> well, just throwing it out there. I, I'm just saying I might be onto something there. I might not as well, but I might. You, you might. Know. You never know until you try. That's right. The, the only the failure is the try. failure to try. You know, that is. <laughs> oh, where did you learn that one? I just Googled it. Okay. <laughs> Some college professor said it. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, that could be fun. I'm that might be a project I embark upon here relatively soon, but we'll see. You should do that, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. And then start you, you gotta start a YouTube channel with it as well. You have to start a new podcast. You know, the uh I don't I don't know what you call it. The cooking mob or something, right? <laughs> Mate, cooking mafia. The cooking mafia. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have a YouTube channel to go with it. You gotta have an Instagram channel, you gotta have a Facebook page. Facebook groups got to have a Facebook group associated with it. Got a lot it's of work ahead. You starting to sound exhausting. <laughs> you basically oh, just wait. bought yourself a, a full time job. Another one. Oh man, another one. Great. Like I'm, I'm doing that already. Ah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so speaking of uh, speaking of full time jobs, today uh, today is May the fourth. But today, I just put out a brand new DIY book. You know how oh. I did the DS1, what, two weeks mm-hmm. ago? Finished it? 
So I finished my blues driver version. It's, um, you know, I am, I am biased for sure. Let me turn my phone off here because my phone's blowing up. I am biased a bit, of course, but it's pretty damn good. I will tell you, it's pretty good. It's, I have taken all the important bits of the circuit and I, I've got, I've got graphs showing frequency responses, what happens when you change this part according to gra- like it's it's super detailed but explained in a way that you know you could talk to your kindergartner. Your you think your boy's a kindergartner, isn't he? Almost. Anyways, so, Almost. So, so you're, you you could ex- you could you could explain it to your young your young son there and he would have an idea of what you're talking about. Well, well I may be stretching the truth a little bit. But it's it's actually it's simplified in such a way that literally anyone could understand. Well, no, that's a good because cool that's how I need to learn things is in that in that exact way. I need my hand held. What I need. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's got a ton of work into. It. I'm, I'm actually just if you can't tell, I'm super proud of it because we've um, you know the, the previous book we did was pretty much eh, here's some basic mods, try these, and you'll have a decent sound. This is like explained to the nth degree and, but not, not in a college professor sort of way. Right. So we're not, we don't have tables full of all the complicated math involved. It's just more like, all right, well, here's a capacitor and it changes base. How does it change base? Let's look at this graph. Notice how the base frequency changes when you move it to that part. Notice how when you move it to this part, the base frequency changes like that. So it's, it's kind of explained that sort of way um, that's pretty cool so, and did stuff. you did you pick the ds1 and the blues driver for a reason i'm assuming that was oh, like well, a yeah, statement I mean, and most, a question at the same most time. popular uh most popular pedals to modify mm-hmm. and some of the most ex, uh, inexpensive ones so oh, gotcha. I mean, uh, you know i mean all, all the staples will be coming up shortly but it's um I probably have 40 hours in just the writing of the mods, if that tells you anything. You know, like literally a, a good solid week of just writing and, and because I had to draw out the schematic and put it in um, software called Spice, right? It actually mm-hmm. is something called Circuit Lab because the graphs look a lot nicer than Spice does. But um, it's, it's still, it, it does all the, all the mathematical stuff and puts it in a nice, friendly user interface for you. Uh, but it just takes a while because you're literally just drawing out parts and making it do different things in the software to achieve what you want to achieve in order to, uh, to explain it in a, in a very easy way. So, very cool. But yeah, so, so there'll be that coming out. And, you know, of course, Boss SD1 and Tube Screamers. And uh, I'm actually, and I'm going to do some of my own stuff, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Yep, sir. Yep. Like modifying Wampler pedals? Yeah. Why not? Why? Because I, I got to thinking, I'm like, why? I mean, okay, so let me back up. The reason why I didn't in the past was because no one knew really who we are. You know, keep in mind, this is back in like 2006 or so. So at the time, it would have been absolutely pointless to, um, I'm trying to think of what pedal we had released back then. Okay, a Blue Fuzz. I think we had a pedal called the Blue Fuzz. You've probably never heard of it because we sold like 10 of them. But it would be pointless to put that in a book in 2007 because no one, it, no one would know what it was. But I think right. now uh, we've gained enough, uh, you know, enough notoriety, I guess, that it kind of makes sense to put it.
put some of the some of the more popular circuits out there and say, here's the schematic, here's why it's doing what it's doing. If you want to change some stuff, here's what I would change if it was me. You know. So, anyways, but you know, that, that's that's kind of how I'm approaching it. I'm not doing any sort of surface mount projects just because it's for most people it it's too um it's it's too hard to really do any, any decent soldering on it. You you have to practice a lot and you have to have a really fine tip and really steady hands and it's just it's a it's a recipe for a disaster unless you're just really familiar with doing it. Yeah, that's probably a good move. What's the uh what's the next one that's coming out? You know what? I um I'm on the fence. I I uh, I've got a bunch of them that are like 80 percent there everything's done except for the part that i just meant like the actual circuit explanation because there's much more to it there's here's what tools you use here's like here's basically how circuits work here's um you know where you buy parts here's what capacitors look like here you know all, it explains all that stuff along with it oh okay. so the so the actual circuit description of each book is only one chapter out of nine i think and um that that's the part that takes about a week to do. So I, I, my, my next one, I'm probably go with the SD one. I think, I think that's what I'm going with next. Right on, right on. Yeah. Good old SD one sticking in the boss. Family. Uh, for, yeah, I mean, man, boss makes, they just make great stuff. They really do. They're, they're built like a tank. They sound good. And even if you don't really like the sounds, they can be changed pretty easily. There's a lot mm -hmm. of there, there's a lot of creative, um, creative bits and pieces inside their circuits that are just so much fun to tweak. Versus something I'm trying to think of something really like like a boost pedal for example. You're just not gonna change a boost pedal all that much. You can change a little bit, but not like like the blues driver for example. It has. I'm not gonna go too far in the weeds here. I promise. But it has a gain stage. Then it has this bit that's really. It's drawn weird, but it's really an a uh, bass mids and treble on like a Fender style amp. It, that that circuit snippet, it's just set. So instead of you know like movable knobs, right, potentiometers, it's just set resistors. So that's an area that you could actually you could you could put some some three more knobs on your pedal if you wanted to, or you could just put little trim pots in there and dial it in however you want. And that's just one little section. And there's a lot of these little little circuit snippets, these little sections you can do a ton of different things with. And that's uh, that's one of the things I've always loved about Boss is just they they just do so much interesting stuff. They really do. Yeah, and uh, you know, and innovative you know, back, stuff too. Yeah, they were like 15 years ago. Is, yeah, back back when we had the first book, I, I was I would tell people that they were incredibly underrated for the quote unquote boutique audience. You know, mm -hmm. of course, now that's not the case. Now they're more popular than ever, you know, especially with the quote unquote boutique audience. Yeah, but, uh, I think people have realized the, the error of disregarding boss. Like, I, th I think that's pretty much that's pretty much a mainstream quote unquote idea now. Like people are like, oh, yeah, boss does make awesome stuff. We right. wrote them off for so many years, but actually, you know, I think guys like Josh Scott have helped, you know, help bring that to light because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. I think I've told this story on this podcast before. Back when Pro Guitar Shop had a brick and mortar store here in Portland. Right. I went in one day and I bought 
I was just like, I want some pedals. And so I, I had just gotten a nice paycheck and I was like, I'm getting me some pedals. And I got like a Digitech Whammy, a Mad Professor Sweet Honey, um, and, and like two other pedals. I can't remember exactly what they were. So I, I went kind of crazy there for a minute. And the guy <laughs> like, I got money in my pocket and it's going to go in your hands. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Here you go. Um, and so like a guy was standing beside me, like kind of looking at in the pedal case and he looked at all everything I bought. He's like, oh, yeah, really going for it today. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting this stuff for a while and I got a little bonus. So why not? And he was like, man, nice job. You d- didn't get any boss pedals. That's what I like to see. Like, like it was like a yeah it was like a hipster move like he was like he was like those, those <laughs> pedals are garbage and I was like I don't I don't think you know and I didn't say anything to him but in my head I'm like I don't think that they make bad pedals they're more affordable and really common but I don't think that means bad hmm. um but that was like the most like in real life moment I've had with her like he was like yeah good job not getting any boss pedals those things are crap like, <laughs> okay weird weird compliment. I guess. Yeah, it's it's funny how it, it seems like a long time ago, but even 10 years ago, if you had boss pedals on your board, you were kind of looked down upon by yeah, a certain, certain portion of the yeah. audience, yeah. Uh, of the pedal buying audience. And now it's like, that's totally gone, as it should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's refreshing. I mean, like the, the Mega Distortion, I don't know if you ever played the Boss Mega Distortion. I have not, not a great name. I'll admit it. This coming from a person that named a pedal a Plextortion. So, yeah, <laughs> not a great name. Um, but circuitry-wise, when I when I was looking at the schematic, I'm like, oh wow, there's there's an awesome push pull. It's like a it's it's a lot like a phase inverter stage you'd have on an amp. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I've never seen that in a pedal before. That's just that's an awesome way to to, to make a, a gain stage doing that right there. So it's stuff like that, that like the engineering side of me, it's just like, that's cool. That's really cool. So there doesn't necessarily mean, do I? They're wizards over there. there it's absolutely, there's some seriously good engineers over there. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, there really is and, and has been for a long time. Well, and if you look uh, at, and this is just turning into a boss love letter, but it whatever. kind of is turning into the boss podcast. Welcome to it's, the, uh, boss uh i think we've done this before this might even be something we've we've delved into but one thing i don't think we've talked about is is look at the classic boss like the the case the engineering that went into the mechanical side of it is brilliant like and that was done in the 70s is that when the first compact pedal came out yeah yeah 70s yeah like look how smart that is designed like a lot of people don't don't think about this but the battery compartment even is separate from the circuit board because batteries tend to leak and if that leaked it's going to contain itself in that separate compartment and not damage the rest of the pedal like they were that forward thinking with the design of the case plus it makes it very easy to to change the battery just one little thumb screw pull it pull it out change your battery Mm mm-hmm and you can throw it against the wall and it's probably still going to work. The knobs are are stepped down in a way that it makes it difficult to kick them. Like, I don't know. Smart people over there. Much smarter than me. Yep. Yep. Now, I will say, I uh, 
I really like the look of the through-hole parts. And, of course, we do some – our boards are a mixture of surface mount and through-hole. Mm-hmm. But um, the the older Boss stuff that's all through-hole, to me, it's like – it's it's literally like a Picasso. Oh, that's a bad – that's a bad illustration. It's like pick your favorite artist. That's how I look at that, right? It's just mm-hmm. a work – it's beauty. It's pure beauty. It's a lot like um, – I just sent you a picture from – the pedal boards of doom and oh uh, yes yes named, yes a guy named pete ilson i believe is his name he made this point-to-point fuzz face and it's just gorgeous like the it, yeah. the, the insides the guts the internals of the parts it's just a work of art you know and i i think some of that's service mount does have its advantages but i think one of the things it doesn't have going for it is that it's just not just doesn't look cool as hell (laughs) well so let me take a step back on that this is actually a a weird topic to not weird this is an interesting segue so i agree that that point-to-point fuzz face is beautiful and we should probably share that in the group uh one of the groups either the tone mob or the wampler group or both um but uh it's it's just a beautiful well done thing but I got to say, uh, I have seen some incredibly beautiful surface mount layouts that I really like. Um, mainly who comes to mind when I say that is Dr. Scientist out of Canada, who makes incredible pedals. Uh, they're pretty much all surface mount these days, I believe, because he does. he's a very digital heavy uh, builder. Um, he has one called the Atmosphere that's just stunning to look at inside. and even crazier they do all of their surface mount soldered by hand <laughs> which i'm just like you look at the amount of components they have and it's just like you guys are crazy uh <laughs> that's so much work <laughs> and well, they're like, it eh, can be just- it, it see i would have to disagree a little bit there because sometimes parts of surface mount are actually quicker and easier to do Oh really? Because you don't you, because you don't have to solder each individual. Like let's look at, a, at an op amp for example. Mm-hmm. You're not soldering each individual end. You're literally just running your. Uh, uh, you have your solder in one hand. You have your soldering iron in the other end. You're just going all the way down the legs, and it doesn't. It, it solders in place right there. Just oh yeah, I have seen that done before. That's yeah, uh, so, I don't know how that works. It looks like wizardry. <laughs> it's pretty much magic. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> so I mean, I so parts so. parts are easier to do. Other things like if you're soldering a bunch of little resistors or or capacitors, it's kind of a pain mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, you can you can use like this little adhesive type stuff and put it on the bottom so it doesn't move around, but it still kind of moves around a little bit. <laughs> it's it, it can, that can be kind of a pain versus something through hole, and plus you know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a just a, maybe I'm just a little bit old school where I like the look of an old capacitor, not not like mm-hmm. an old like 1960s capacitor, but like you know just a just a good. For some reason, capacitors are sexy to me. That's a weird <laughs> thing, you know. That's a, it's not weird. I get it. That's, that's odd. Now that I'm I'm actually verbalizing this out loud, and I'm I've never really verbalized it. I'm like. Wow, that's kind of weird. I actually enjoy looking at images of the internals of guitar pedals. Well, I do too. Great. It's not that weird. 
I mean, so I told I I actually did a video on IGTV maybe maybe a year and a half, two years ago, somewhere in there, where I took a bunch of my favorite pedals, got you know, like my favorite guts, I guess, of the pedals that I own, and kind of just gave everybody a nice overview of them. Uh, one of them I would like to shout out again is another Canadian builder, a uh, Six Degrees Effects out of Canada, who Brian, you will like. You will really like his guts. <laughs> they are super beautiful. All point to point, like uh, it's just really, really awesome stuff. You'll have to, you'll have to hit the Google. Six machine degrees, you said. Yeah, six degrees effects. Um, I have his R three distortion, which is his take on a rat with some different options and stuff. And every time I get, I pick that pedal up. I'm like, I gotta open this thing up again. Oh <laughs> Take- man, I just hit the website. <laughs> SixDegreesEffects.com. Dang, dude. Dang. Yeah. Man, yeah. look it's... at those capacitors. Poof. Mm-hmm. It's good Turn stuff. Boards and old carbon film resistors. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So Dang. for everybody listening, check them out. That that's a uh, man. Those are those those are definitely works of art for sure. And. Uh, <laughs> The R3 that I have, he was like, sorry, uh, um, this one's a little sloppy. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, uh, it is. Where's the slop? <laughs> I don't see it, but OK. <laughs> so, yeah, th- yeah, that stuff is so cool. The, the problem is, really, honestly, it's hard to make. It's actually as a business. It's hard to make a living doing that because it's it takes so long to do. The parts are more expensive, like if you're using old vintage resistors and capacitors i mean it's just it's more expensive and sure. um you can't you can't make a circuit as big so you're not going to do like a big elaborate delay or anything with a turret board um but you also can't raise the price normally you're not going to raise the price up four hundred dollars to compensate for it yeah so, probably not but it's so good looking <laughs> I, uh, uh, you know, for small, small batch stuff. I mean, that's just one of the things that makes that stuff that much cooler. It's kind of exclusive. It's like, ah, you got something real special. So it's a, I've been, I've been, uh, planning out my next YouTube video this week. And, uh, uh-huh. I think I'm thinking I'm going one of two ways. One way is where I am building something for, for to go in the effects loop of an amp. And I'm going to point to point wire it together and it's got it's got a few parts in it and uh yeah the more i look at this pedal i'm like yeah that's gonna be i should do that video that's that'd be a good video <laughs> nothing else will look awesome that's all that really matters do it for that's the gram really, that's really all i care about good instagram yeah. pictures that's <laughs> get i gotta get my food account and we gotta get the gut shot account going that's right beautiful that's Right. We should start a Patreon for uh, awesome, awesome uh, pedal shots inside. Yeah, I've got quite a few that would qualify. So anyway, what else is on the agenda? Well, I think I think it was last week I talked about how I had uh, some pedals that I was going to um, start selling on Facebook and reverb and some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I still I did sell. Quite a few of them. I listed. We actually have a like a buy and sell group on Facebook called. It's a pretty original name. I think it's called the Wampler Buy and Sell Group. Whoa, 
Yeah, we it took us a while to come up with that name. Like we thought yeah, about it and we Googled to see if anyone else had done it. And apparently no one had, so we did. Um, but anyway, so I, I sold some stuff through there. And then I kept getting orders and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is getting overwhelming. <laughs> there's no there's no really good way to like handle all this information. <laughs> right. So I actually have another, my Shopify store for the DIY stuff is called modyourownpedals.com. And um, I'm putting those pedals on that page. That way it handles all the inventory and it handles all the logistical side of things. Just much easier way to do it for right now. And like I said, I I don't have a bunch of them. I just got some, so, which is for us, not that much. But um, so I'm going to put those on, I actually have a few on Shopify so far. And once this goes live, I may have a few more. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing for for that for this week. Cool. Very cool. Well, I um trying to think. You, Not, you had an orange amps thing that you were. Oh, that's right. Through. Yeah, I should. I should tell people about that. So, yeah, every Monday at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So do the math wherever you're at. Um, I am going live with uh, Ken Rose from Hero Junior on the Instagram, uh, the Orange at Orange Amps Instagram, uh, because they, he wanted somebody to come on and talk about fuzz pedals and different things. And so, yeah, it's not a super long segment. I think Ken goes on for like an hour or so himself and like just nerds out with people. But I, I come on in the beginning for like, you know, 15 minutes or so. Uh, today we talked about my Roger Mayer Octavia and I kind of showed some unique things about that. And then, uh, we looked at a couple guitars, talked about different things. So that's every Monday, as long as this, uh, this coronavirus thing's going on, we'll be doing that. So, and, and again, is that Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram at orange amplifiers. I'll be awesome. 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 Totally awesome. All right, man. Well, that's a good that's a good place to stop for today. Almost right at thirty minutes right now. Now, so, right there, we just hit it. Yep, Boom. right there. Boom. I'll talk to you all next week, and uh, in the meantime, I'll see you on the internet. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can you can email podcast at wamplerpedals dot com, and I'll personally get your email. If you like this podcast, make sure to share it with your friends and bandmates and others into guitar podcasts. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is just to simply go to like the iTunes store or your favorite podcast app and leave us a positive review. Also, make sure to check out my other website at modyourownpedals.com. You can find all my DIY guitar gear books, shirts, and other fun gear merch. Lastly, make sure you check out wamplerpedals.com for all the new stuff. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.